I'm Yanling. I'm Raven, and this is How to NFT. So Yanling, what do you think of blockchain? Well, I guess most of us would think of blockchain as Bitcoin or NFTs. But there's actually a lot more to the technology than just cryptocurrency or digital art. As the blockchain technology becomes more universally adopted, there's a lot more implication on our lives, be it in business, in banking, healthcare, or in just our everyday lives. It is important for us creatives to have conversations surrounding blockchain technology. And this is why we started our podcast, How to NFT. But here's a catch. We are actually complete noobs. We know nothing about blockchain, Web 3.0, NFTs, Metaverse, or whatever terminology that's out there. It's like an alien language, actually, to us. In fact, this is what makes us the best people to host How to NFT, because we will be breaking it down for you. Luckily, we do have a group of friends to help us explain the basics, like how you would to a complete beginner with no concept of blockchain or even most financial terms. So we've been hearing crazy stories about how people are striking it rich in the NFT space with ridiculous works like selfies and very subjective styles of art. Now I want to know how to cash in on that. And to look at how I can launch my own NFT series and maybe, just maybe, cut myself a piece of that pie. And I want to find out how people are investing in it. Maybe I will buy my first NFT. But first up, what exactly are NFTs? We spoke to someone who might know a little bit more than us in this area. Hi, uh, my name is Iqbal. My art, artist moniker is uh, Ipao. Uh, so I am a graphic designer, I am an urban artist and also an illustrator and also an NFT creator. So right. can you just explain to us, before NFT, mm-hmm. before crypto, before right. metaverse, before yeah, all that, <laughs> we have to talk about blockchain first, right? It's all right. built about blockchain technology right. and what Web 3.0, right. what right. is it? In my general understanding, what a blockchain is, is basically like there is a lot of like uh, transactional data yeah, or or all accumulated into a certain block, perhaps, and and it has a timestamp. It has a uh, it has a data of where it's from, like everything that is being been tabulated, is been monitored, is been all sealed into this uh technology, and as it goes through different transactions, it forms a chain. Yeah, so it's like a timeline of of all the transactions, and because of that, like it becomes unique of sorts. That blockchain technology, uh, it's now become very uh, what do you call it? Uh, very, I would say, famous or or trending right now. Yeah, because what it does is, it it's not controlled by anybody. Like for example, now it's called cryptocurrency, right? So cryptocurrency is is the 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 crux, the the main gist of why people are into crypto is because it's decentralized. It's not controlled by any other government. So when you have a a currency like this, where it's 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 more, uh, it's decentralized. It's it's controlled by the holders. It brings value to the community or the person that is, the people that are holding it. It becomes well-known and people are like getting into it because they know like, hey, uh, I'm part of something that that I can control on my own or my own, or my own destiny of sorts. 
Decentralization is such an interesting idea. I can definitely see its appeal. I have also been hearing a lot about 3.0. How does this fit in with the blockchain technology? Yeah. Um, so hi, my name's Stan. Uh, I'm an investment analyst at QCP Capital on the Ventures team. Um, QCP Capital is uh, primarily a trading firm that specializes in uh, crypto derivatives, uh, specifically options. Can you explain to us a little bit more about what blockchain is, what this 3.0 is, what is cryptocurrency? I would say that Web3 is a rather broad umbrella with different segments of verticals uh, within different categories within Web3 that are enabled by blockchain. So namely cryptocurrency, of course, uh, CFI, which is centralized finance uh, with crypto involvement, uh, DeFi, which is decentralized finance, NFTs, uh, crypto blockchain gaming and metaverse. So, so together, these, you know, these sub-segments or these verticals fulfill an ideology of decentralization and provides uh, sort of democratized access uh, to the masses. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll touch on each of the sub-segments. Sub uh, CFI uh, comprises of centralized exchanges where you can buy, sell, uh, borrow or lend cryptocurrencies. So think about Binance, FTX, uh, CoinHako, right? Singaporean, Crypto.com, Coinbase, etc. Um, also, CFI comprises of funds that invest in crypto, uh, crypto derivatives like options, uh, perpetuals and futures like us, um, or funds that engage in like venture capital investments like us as well. Um, DeFi, decentralized finance, is is a platform that that uh, is sort of like a a way. It's not really a platform. There are many DeFi platforms or protocols uh, where it serves the unbanked and democratizes finance. Right? If I deposit my money with Binance or a stockbroker or a bank, they usually have custody over my money. You know, I have to transfer it to them. However, DeFi allows me to trade, borrow and lend, uh, etc., while keeping custody over my own money. And the thing is, I don't need access to a bank, right? Let's just say I'm living in a village. You know, I don't have access to a bank. You know, I can, if I have a phone, if I have a computer, I can, I can access DeFi. Um, NFTs, you know, many people view the NFT market as nonsensical and speculative. Um, you know, but I think beyond profile pictures, uh, NFTs have many valid use cases, uh, such as passes uh, to exclusive events or tracking real world goods on, on the supply chain. Um, even, even the NFT like DGEN or art market is, is not necessarily new. Uh, I think it can, can be compared to even the traditional art world uh, or trading cards or collectible items. And of course, GameFi, where, you know, it's essentially like regular games. But in the in-game currency, with in-game currency or the in-game items, they, they can be bought and sold beyond uh, the game itself. They can be traded outside of the game's ecosystem. So yeah, these are the various uh, segments, some of the various segments that, that sort of form Web3. Essentially, NFT and cryptocurrency are all part of this Web 3.0. But what is the potential of Web 3.0 and why is it such a big deal? Blockchain really helps uh, provide like distributed and, and decentralization to the world um, because with, with a distributed and de decentralized ledger, it brings about transparency. So it would be easy to, to go on a block explorer and have a look at all the transactions made. Uh, you know, I, I eventually, if, if, if let's just say you're a listed company and, you know, all your transactions can be seen there, I, th I think there can be proper oversight. Uh, rather than, you know, people trying to fudge their books up or something like that. And and I think that many real-world uh, applications can also be ported over the Web3, uh, where the blockchain can help to solve some inefficiencies. Uh, just to bring up a few examples, 
um, for example, in international transactions between institutions and individuals, right? While tra uh, transactions through financial institutions today, like our banks, right, may take days or and incur high fees, uh, a, tra a transaction on-chain can be completed within minutes or even seconds at a fraction of the price. Um, in less developed countries right, with more unreliable financial institutions, uh, many people and businesses have, have started to actually make their daily transactions in crypto. Right? Because, for example, if I'm working here and I want to remit some money overseas, right, I can just do it uh, immediately rather than have to, to go and go to some remittance service and, and get and get charged for it. Uh, even tokenization of real world assets, right? If you if you make a if you tokenize an art piece, right, and then th this NFT that is created represents that art piece. Whenever you're 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 trading this piece of art, let's just say it's a, a valuable piece of art like a Monet or something, how would you know? Uh, whether it's legitimate or not, right? In a traditional art world, you see buyers and sellers having issue of provenance, which is proving the ownership and the legitimacy of it, right? If 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 it's on chain, you don't need. To, I, I'm I as the buyer, I'm 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 confident in the fact that I can see the his, history of buy, uh, transactions of this Monet, right? If I'm a seller, you know, I I can I don't need to worry about proving to the buyer that hey, this is legit. You know, it's passed on from this person, that person, this person, that person. I can just show you the, the, the ledger, the history, and I don't need to prove anything to you. Wait, hang on. So what is NFT? I thought it was just a JPEG. Okay, so NFT is, a sh is short for non-fungible tokens. So basically, the word fungible is like it's replicate can be replicated. It's like fungible token is like, you know, $1 for $1. So but non-fungible is like if I have like one coin and I compare the other is not the same and it's unique. So that's what non-fungible is. Lah. So like, I, I think uh, I ever explained this before, but I don't know how am I going to put it. Like, I don't know whether you guys watch this movie called Premium Rush by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So it's actually like a cycling movie. And there's one, one particular scene in the movie whereby... Uh, they want to smuggle the the girl is paying a sum of money to the the Chinese triad to smuggle the son into the country, but they have to pay a form of money. So how the transaction was made was that they paid the triad money, and the triad took out a receipt, any receipt. But then like he drew like a smiley face on it, yeah, and gave back to the guy. So my way of explaining why a, fun, a non-fungible token is that particular receipt is that there's no other receipt like it. You know, it's a transaction. It's a, it's like a contract. Yeah, and it has a smiley face, which is unique. Like anybody can draw a smiley face, but it's never the same as this particular one because not only is it a transaction, but it holds a value. Yeah, and that's what an NFT is. Uh. NFT is, is not a JPEG is not a sound it's not everything the the key to it is actually the smart contract that it holds yeah because when when you have that contract it becomes unique and then it's been represented by a, a visual representation or an audio representation or any form of representation that you want to attach to it so at that point of time I mean uh, early last year they came out with like JPEGs with, uh, or like PFPs they call it profile pictures and that at attachment to it, it's it creates that that it, it makes that smart contract look interesting, so it's attractive. But that contract, that particular NFT has access to something, like a utility. 
Yeah, so I mean, to explain what a utility is, is like, for example, uh, Bought Ape Yacht Club, a well-known NFT, a blue chip NFT, one of the biggest brands uh, in the NFT space. So they created uh, uh, a project whereby holders of this NFT has access to yacht parties. Yeah, so it's like a ticket, right? So when I have that, I have access to something. It's like an access key to 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 either like a utility or to anything like that and and with a smart contract like that you can you can do a lot of things like for example uh you can create have royalties so for example like if i were to be the creator of body your club and i sell it to say uh person a for say one ethereum and I put a royalties like any subsequent sale from that particular would entitle me to 10%. So if person A sells that to person B at one Ethereum again, like he will get 0.9, I will get 0.1. And then if person B sells to person C at two Ethereum, like he will get 1.8 and then I will get 0.2. So it's like a it's like a constant royalty like you get constant royalty like as a creator. So that's how it became so attractive because you can actually write the contract and you can make it uh, lucrative for the creative itself because it is something that I think, I think why it's so attractive is because like in, in our creative world, in our freelance world, we understand that when we, when we work on certain projects, like, hey, I need to do an illustration for this uh and you don't know whether that particular brand or company is going to replicate re reuse that that asset that you've created even though he said like oh i'm going to use this and print it on a t-shirt but then he's going to use that graphic to be on on his mugs on on his billboards on all that and he's going to sell that and he's going to earn from that but then you're not getting anything you're just getting a one time payout so I think we're starting to understand what the hype is all about. My takeaway for this episode is that NFT is more than just a piece of digital artwork. So initially, I do not really understand why people are paying tens and thousands or even millions, you know, for for like a, essentially a profile pic. As much as I appreciate some of the designs, but now I learned that you can assign an utility to it. And the functionality of smart contracting, I think, is groundbreaking, especially for artists whose main concern has always been intellectual property. Staking claim on their original artwork and being credited or even paid their dues. Next week, we delve into the process of buying our first NFT with people who have already done so. And if you want to hear from our other guests coming up in our new episodes or catch up on older ones, do remember to click follow on our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Or check us out on our Instagram and Facebook. Creators at Work is releasing our own NFT in September. Do keep a lookout and join us in our NFT journey. And a very big thank you to Audio Technica for being our audio partner. The information expressed in this podcast are solely the opinions of the individuals at the time of this recording and do not reflect the views of freelance creative exchange and creators at work. This information is for entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment or trading advice. Please do your own due diligence. <laughs>